go here. Yesterday I did Gucci, so and today Fendi. So. It's hot. Hey, it's Nikki Jensen and Brie Picconi, and we're late, late to the party. party, a weekly podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture from two best friends, mentally totally buggin' in 1995. Yeah, just rolling with the homies. Rolling with the homies. (laughs) Yeah, well, today we are talking about Clueless, which is a seminal film for me, but also like maybe the most influential fashion film of the last 25 years. Right. I didn't realize how influential this film was, probably because we've just lived it. I mean, you know, like the trends it's set. I'm, I'm mind blown. Still to this day, we... You know, in pop culture, it's always referenced. Clueless is, is, it's a timeless movie of sorts. I know it's based on Emma by Jane Austen. That's also wild because that's like a really old book, right? Like, I don't know. I'm just like, who thought of it? Like, this is great. Like 1800s. But yeah, I mean, there's been other, you know, remakes of Emma or iterations of Emma, like Emma with Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh. And... <laughs> I know that was, um, that's why it's messing up the vibe. Her totally bugging. Totally bugging. <laughs> it was like, say less. <laughs> oh. But yeah, no, I mean, I feel like in the 90s, it was like the thing to do. Do you remember all of the like adaptations of older work, anyways? Mm-hmm. Like Gwyneth Paltrow and Emma. And Romeo and Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann one. Yeah. But also like the random like Mel Gibson Hamlet. But that's the 80s. Was that Pride and Prejudice? Was that like. I was like 05. But then they had like Sense and Sensibility. The Ang Lee one with Emma Thompson. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. So like in the 90s, we were really into that. But also like 10 Things I Hate About You Mm -hmm. is based on Shakespeare Wait, really? Yeah, it's based on not Hamlet, not Othello. Which one? It's based on a Shakespeare. It's based on a Shakespeare. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like study this for four years in school. You're so clueless. I know. Just like me. It's like, of course, I can reference the movies, but not the ten things I hate about you. Taming of the Shrew. Oh, okay. Not my favorite Shakespeare, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who? Shrew? Yeah. So anyways, when I hear the word shrew, I'm like, ew. You know? I yep. like, it makes me, it's like when Christian and Clueless goes, Hagsville. <laughs> about Amber? That's how I feel like shrew. <laughs> Hagsville. That's iconic. Uh, he's an interesting character. Anyway. Every... Every main character and side character in this, the most interesting. Like, I just want to hang out with all of these people. Yeah. Except Elton. Except, yeah, Elton seems, yeah. But he likes the cranberries, and I like the cranberries, so maybe That's we can. <laughs> I love how concerned he is about his cranberries tape or CD. He's like, oh my gosh, I think I left it out on the quad or wherever. And it's like, no, you can't get it. He's like, ah. He doesn't let it go. Like, even... Like, in the beginning of the film, he's talking about the cranberry scene, CD, and then 
when they're at the after the party, he's still talking about the cranberry CD. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you? I would. <laughs> it's precious merchandise. CDs are a big deal. Yeah. Like, this movie is so interesting to me because, you know, I just grew up with this movie being on TV or being around. Like, do you remember the TV show, Clueless? Which mm. it had everyone, even directed by Amy Heckerling, at least for, the, like, the first episode. It was, like, a just a proper TV show. So, as a kid... I was so confused because I think I saw the TV show before I saw the movie. Didn't it have the same cast except for Alicia Silverstone? Mm -hmm. Which is confusing, but well, I mean, you, was it was good that we've talked. I feel like we've talked about this. It was good, and it had a really great theme song. Ooh, really? Yeah, it's like upbeat. Is it like? Oh, it was so good. Uh huh. It wasn't where the kids in America. No, but we must talk about that because that was also, that's like a, this is like the perfect intro to a movie, I think, like a teen movie. It's clueless. But anyways. Ooh. This is really fun. Who sings this? Is this like a real, did they make it just for this show or is it like? I think so. Oh, Dan Danny Hedaya is not Mel. Oh. He's so good in every movie, though. I, we've talked about him before. Mm -hmm. Um, It's by someone named China Forbes. Oh. Ordinary girl in parentheses. The clueless theme. Wow. She's just an ordinary girl. I mean, I feel like Cher is relatable, though, in a lot of ways. I've definitely been called Cher. <laughs> In my life, yeah. um, I don't share or share. Whoa, <laughs> um, I wish, but no, they're you know. I think share is such an interesting. I know she's based on Emma, mm -hmm. but I know I read the um, synopsis and like the character description of Emma and how she's like <laughs> kind of rich, kind of like hasn't had a lot of hardships, is bratty and. Isn't the best matchmaker or something, but tries. To she tries. I I think Cher Horowitz has such a character arc. Like I think she's a good person deep down, and she means well. She does. She's like adorably clueless. Yeah, I love that about her. I love that too. I love how judgy she is. I love how she thinks everyone else is clueless, and she needs to save everyone else. But really, she needed to look deep down within herself. <laughs> love that. Mm. So anyways, after this, I'm going to go down to Pismo Beach and I'm going to donate my dad's skis. Nice. You're changing the world. Yes. I mean, hey, people need their skis. I truly think Cher Horowitz did change the world one yellow plaid Dolce & Gabbana suit at a time. Because this movie's fashion, like costume designed by Mona May, literally is what we wear now right yeah do we just want to get into the costumes of it all or let's let's do that right at the top because i think fashion not yeah well Cher and dion are fashion girlies and it really informs the movie anyways but what were your thoughts on fashion okay i feel like just in the very beginning like their first day of school look is so iconic like Cher and dion's both of their looks like complement each other so well and just it makes me want to wear plaid so badly 
But also just, I didn't realize this movie was going against the grain, like at the time, because everyone was into grunge so much. And I guess that line where she's like, all these boys with their baggy pants. Like, you know, there was that scene of those yes. boys lined up and they're like, it looks like no fashion sense. When she's like, I don't mean to be a traitor to my generation. Yeah. 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 I think that was just, it, it all makes sense, you know, with what, um, what's, is it Amy Heckler? Is that her name? Amy Heckerling. Heckerling. Heckler. <laughs> yeah. She was, she was heckling. She was heckling. She was heckling the, uh, the grunge movement for sure. Yeah, she was literally. I mean, this movie did change the course of 90s fashion for sure. Because so Mona May said about, about that. She said that when we were scouting, um, on high schools to film, it was Kurt Cobain. It was Nirvana. Girls were looking like boys. It was baggy shirts, baggy pants. Um, and then she collaborated closely with Amy Heckerling and Mona May created a look that was inspired by the idea of teenage girls with like their daddy's credit card, unlimited amount of money shopping. Like what would they wear? That makes total sense. Cause there's so many like designer name drops and I don't know. I feel like this movie really does inform you a lot. Like also, as like a like a young girl watching, you know, it's she's kind of like our not I don't know, like just like um this movie's like a gateway, I think, into fashion. I mean, this was the first time I heard of Alaya. Yes, I mean, I'm sure I knew Dolce and Gabbana, but yeah. still, also slip dresses. Apparently, um, because you, know, you know how she wears her Calvin Klein slip dress. Mm-hmm. Which is really Anna Sui, but yeah, apparently it's it became like a fashion staple. I, I just, I don't know. It blows my mind that this movie has, I feel like it doesn't get enough credit. Like, I think we all think about Clueless and we remember the outfits and the stuff, but we don't think about the impact. Well, in 2023, slip dresses have made the biggest comeback. And I feel like everyone is trying to look like Cher Horowitz on the steps. Mm-hmm. But yes, before we get too into I know, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we need to to do some table setting. Yeah, maybe. Just before we I know, I'm like so ready to get into the words. I know, I know. I feel like this is one of those movies. It's like the perfect sleepover the movie, the perfect I'm sick and I need to have a comfort movie. Or I've seen this movie so many times by accident. Like last time I went to get my hair done at Dry Bar, it was on. And I was like, don't talk to me, lady. I got to watch Clueless for the, like, 100th time. Yeah. You know? I agree. I've seen this movie a lot, but every time it's on, I definitely, it just, it has me. It is perfect. Amy Heckerling wrote and directed the crap out of this movie, to be honest. Like, she created something that is such a, like, a satirical thing, but it's also self-aware. It's just cool. It's still cool 20, almost 30 years later. Like, this movie doesn't feel like a time piece. No. In a way. But it is very topical. I mean, they the intro is like, talks about a Noxzema commercial, which, mm-hmm. which I don't even know what they're referencing. Like, I had to look it up. Not to flex that I'm young again. But like. Was it like skincare? Right. Yeah, and I guess there was a Rebecca Gayhart non- Noxima commercial that was really yes. big in the early 90s or like the mid-early 90s. I think I remember 90s. it. 
I remember looking that up, I think, for when we did Jawbreaker. Because that was, like, her, Rebecca Gayhart's, like, what she was most known for. Mm. But, yeah, I don't remember 90s commercials, like the Noxzema ones. But I think, like, doing the research, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. I feel like this movie from the top is already, like, you know you're in for a fun time because, like, Cher's narrating and she's already saying a bunch of, like, witty kind of, it's, like, sarcastic, but she is clueless at the same time. It's, like, hard to describe because it is, like, is it satirical? I don't know the right word. It's, like, yeah, kind it, of is. It definitely is because in some places they definitely play into, like, their Californians or, like, Valley Girl Yes. But it doesn't overshadow the plot and the story of the movie at all. Yeah. You know, it's not just like surface level. It's not like just Christian Wig being like, oh my God, the whole time. Yeah. It's a good balance. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I'm on drugs. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> no, I just, all those antibiotics. Did we talk about the plot? No, we haven't gotten to the plot yet. <laughs> How strong are those drugs? No, I just, I feel like we, like, got into it so much and, like, it's hard to wrangle it. Hey, this is our show. We can do whatever we want. True. We can set our tables. We can move the placemats. Yeah, we're going to bring you to the entree and then reverse it and we're going to have appetizers. Yeah. Sometimes we might even put dessert first. Yeah. Or somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I feel like we went straight to entrees and desserts, but now we have to go back to appetizers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. We have to get our lettuce wraps. That's right. Maybe let's rewind. Okay. A little bit before we get into the nitty gritty. So, Brie, what is the plot of Clueless? Okay. A, like, do you want me to read the plot or give you my (laughs) What, What is yours? I don't know. A a rich young lady who is pretty clueless but has a good heart. It's just living her life. <laughs> and we join her on her day to day. And she falls in love with her her ex-brother? Hot. Half brother? I don't know. It's like not step really brother. step brother. Not That's related. the word. Yes. Stepbrother. I'm sorry. They're not related. That's probably the best part, I think. I don't know. It, it gets me every time. Like, it's so funny. Though, that they're not related? or No, that, that they, like, develop a romance. Just in general. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just... Like, when she freaks out, when she starts catching feelings, and she's like, why am I, like, wigged out by this? Rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, I love Paul Rudd. Anytime I get to see Paul Rudd, I'm, like, down. Right? But no, the plot centers on a beautiful, popular, rich high school student who befriends a new student and decides to give her a makeover while playing matchmaker for her teachers and examining her own existence. <laughs> they make it sound really deep, but also playing matchmaker for the teachers, like, yes, that does happen. But why is that such a big, why is that in the plot and not falls in love with her, her brother? Brother, well, Maybe they could, thought that would turn people off. Yeah, I think that is a red flag. I think... You have to just, like, surprise people with that. Like, bake that in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yes, we are talking about Clueless. Um, what is your relationship with this movie? Like, I grew up with it around. Right. But what was your... I also grew up with it around. 
I mean, I don't remember, like, it came out so early in my life. You know, I was like a baby. Same. We both were babies. So, I don't know. Like, I don't remember the first time watching it because I just remember it being around, like, on TV and stuff. I remember we've watched it together a lot. Um, sometimes on TV. Did you ever have a VHS of it or anything? I did not, but I feel like I've always seen this movie poster, the David LaChapelle, just like of them on the staircase with yes. like the cell phones. It's so iconic for one, but I just remember seeing that everywhere. And it also just being a thing where it was like, yeah, when you become a preteen or a teen, you're going to like watch Clueless. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing. It's like an initiation like, if you hit 10 years old, you're going to, like, watch Clueless. You're going to watch Clueless. You're going to be Clueless. Mm-hmm. You're going to have, like, matching plaid suits with your bestie. It just happens. Like, as soon as you become a tween, like, all of a sudden, you're like, what's going on with me? And, like, <laughs> you just turn into Cher Horowitz and Dion. Yeah. Now, Alicia Silverstone is Cher. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Because this is... Her debut was in The Crush, mm. but that was a way smaller movie. I feel like this is her, like, proper first movie in a lot of ways. This is, like, how the world got introduced to her. Besides being in the Aerosmith music videos. I feel like that and then yeah. Cher really cemented it. I think she's perfect in this movie. Like, she plays it so well. Like, she really does seem, like, I don't know, like, kind of like a dumb blonde sometimes, but also, like, smart. And what, like, she's, like, she's not just, like, this flat character. Like, you know how, like, we were talking about Kristen Wiig. Like, just, like, being, like, a Californian. Like, she's so much more than that. She's, I don't know, her facial expressions are so funny to me. Like, I feel like Alicia Silverstone has a lot of, um, I don't know, like, a lot of humor. And the way she plays her character, like, some of it's really subtle. And it works really well, just... I don't know, her expressions get me. Like when she's like, you know, just making faces. There is definitely something she does with her mouth that is very interesting. Yeah, I don't know how to do it, but it's funny. Or like her reactions to things. Like she knows how to react, you know? I like her a lot. I I think it's also cool how she's basically plucked from this one small movie and the Aerosmith music videos to just lead a film. And it's cool. And she's cool. And I can imagine at that time thinking she was infinitely cooler. Mm. But I do remember those Aerosmith music videos because Liv Tyler, I used to be a big Liv Tyler stan. Oh, right. Was she in the music videos too mm-hmm. then? Because that would make total sense. Also creepy. Yeah. But that's that's either here or there. <laughs> that's besides the point. No. There is a lot of like weird, like clueless adjacent things like if we're talking about the alicia silverstone's career and then we talk about the Aerosmith music videos mm. and it's like Liv tyler you know and like what the crazy music video basically being a stripper and like yeah making out with alicia silverstone yeah something but, about that seems wrong yeah because like steven tyler's her dad even though he didn't raise her and then this movie you have like the paul Rudd stepbrother storyline uh-huh. there's like a lot of towing the line but like i'm okay with it like it's okay to be a little problematic as long as you're not full-on right is what i believe <laughs> yeah yeah like the only offensive thing i think in clueless is when is it share she does say the r word and i was like whoa now oh yeah 
That was that's so wild though that the R word at a time was really a thing. Like people used it without thinking. No, you know what I mean. Like with. I don't know. It's just, it, it's wild. They're ready to drop it. The Black Eyed Peas literally, <laughs> but it's crazy too. Cause I remember, do you remember like that song when it first like started to pop off and it was Let's Get, see, I don't rem- I remember only hearing Let's Get It Started. And like years later, I found out it was like different in the original version. And I was like, wait, what? I remember it. I remember it's clear. I can't remember Clueless. I obviously can't remember 1995 because I was a baby. Right. But I can remember when the Black Eyed Peas took on Fergie, they had Let's Get, you know, and real quick, they pulled it and it was Let's Get It Started. It like happened like very fast. Yeah. Yeah. One day it was that one and then it goes Get get It Started. They changed the tides. Yeah. Yeah, I really think it wasn't because we cared about mentally ch- like disabled people. It was All really of a we cared. It was really about the black eyed peas when we were like, "Hey, you can't say that enough." <laughs> Cher Horowitz can drop. We can say it in our everyday life, but you can't have a song. You can't have a song about it. It's, Too let's far. get it started. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it works, and that's why we don't say the R word anymore. No, that's that's, that's gonna be in the history, history books. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's very Cher. It is. I'm like, woo! I love how all of her classmates always, like, hype her up after her. I think she actually makes some good points. Like, okay, yes, her arguments aren't always researched. But, like, I think also, too, because her father's a lawyer, which I love the actor that plays her dad. like Danny Hedaya, who's the guy, uh, Richard Nixon and Dick. Exactly. But every single character he plays is kind of the same. And I love it. I don't know. Would you just love him to just tell you no? You can't sit here. <laughs> that I was like, I because you know when you watch a movie you haven't seen in like years, you forget about all the little things, especially if you've just been watching it like casually. And I feel like when we like on this podcast, I I have more of a critical eye, I tend to like hone in on things that I haven't noticed and I don't remember that and it's funny because she's like inviting Ty over for the first time for dinner she's like daddy meet my friend and he's like get out of my chair (laughs) it's just like whoa now I feel like I feel like Dan Hedaya like I've known so many people that are just like him in my life yeah and it's so cool to just see that representation on screen just the way he does it it's always a welcome yeah. He needs to, we need to bring him back. Right? Where is he now? What is he doing? Oh, no. Telling people to get out of his chair. Always. He needs to tell us. Yeah. Let's bring him on. That oh. manifest a guest. No one else. Just him. That'd be wild. I mean, he has done a lot of movies. Like, I feel like he's been in so many movies. Just. So many movies we've talked about specifically. Specifically, yeah. We're just that. The Dan Hedaya hive. Yeah. Um. Else. But yeah, Amy Heckerling, who directed this movie, directed Fast Times at Richmond High as well, which is a very seminal movie for a lot of Gen Xers. Isn't that an 80s movie? Mm-hmm. Right? I think I've seen that movie. It's the movie where uh, Phoebe Cates comes out of the uh, pool with the red bikini and like, you know, like that's uh, referenced in Stacy's Mom, the Fountain mm. of Wayne music video, you know? Oh, yeah. I know Stacy's Mom. Yeah. I love got how, it like, going on. 
I think it's, I think maybe why Clueless resonates with me personally so much is because, you know, we do a podcast mm-hmm. and we talk a lot about nostalgic things, but sometimes we are kind of like Cher Horowitz and we don't know what we're talking about <laughs> because like we weren't really cognizant in 1995, so we can't, we can only like pontificate. Yeah. So Ooh, we're like, pontificate. But we're like not spitting facts. We're just like, using other references like we obviously like can't be nostalgic about fast times at richmond high but we can definitely be like oh but i know stacy's mom is what they're referencing and yeah. i feel like clueless is a bunch of that for 90s people it is and now you know we're just trying to continue we're the legacy, legacy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, one of my favorite parts of this movie is, like, in the beginning, when Cher and Dion are, like, well, when we get introduced to Dion, she's like, that's my best friend. And she's like, you know, mostly, she's like, because we both know what it's like for people to feel jealous of us. And then she says, um, and we're both named after great singers of the past that now do infomercials. I don't know. Just speaking of reference, it's just, like, funny to me. Like, I don't know. No, I love that line so much. And I love, I love the intro to Dion just in general. But yeah, it's also wild to think that even then, like you're talking about like a reference of a reference, like a couple years before Clueless, you know, Dion Warwick and Cher would have probably meant something else Mm -hmm. in the line about doing infomercials. Because I guess this is the time before Cher's Believe comeback. comeback. Yeah, I'm, that's so weird to me to think about. Because I'm like, what? Cher doing infomercials? There never. But she did those workout videos. Yeah. You know, those iconic. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Multifaceted queen. But see, now if we did Clueless, it would be Dionne Warwick and Cher are known for their crazy tweets. Yes. Oh, my God. Dionne Warwick is hilarious. Did you see... Oh my gosh, what was it that she tweeted? I had saved her tweets. They're so good. Yeah, she has so many like really funny tweets. If you're like bored, just, I don't know, go check out her Twitter. Or maybe like a combo of like Dionne Warwick and, and Cher's Cher. tweets. Yeah. Put them side by side. Yeah, I know Cher can really go. I love when she uses all caps. <laughs> I love when she like responds to people about her like insane wackadoodle tweets. And she's like, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, fair point. Yeah, we do know what you mean, Cher. Yeah, she's like, hey, don't read into this. <laughs> anyway, manifest, get her on the phone. Um, yeah. I have that intro scene so good. What? Like, I feel like we're really set up for greatness in this movie because the intro is right away kids in america yes and then it's Cher and dion and all of her friends in like a montage style like noxima commercial style and we get right out of the bat like the outfit selector yes the outfit selector is so cool which i thought was going to be a big thing like growing up i literally thought in 2023 we would be able to just choose our outfits yeah on the computer we've been fooled like we've been bamboozled that's the real technology i want to see not ai yeah okay so we have ai and i know that they can do stuff like that but it's still like you know how there's like filters or like there's i think there are some like online like 
clothing websites where you can buy things and try them on or something. But that's not the same as having your whole closet just, you know, like having, I don't know, it just looks cool. And, and like, it's like the same technology in like um, Miss Congeniality. Yes. You know, just yeah. how if they make it look so easy. It, yeah. Like if only you had, well, basically Cher has a closet like the Hannah Montana closet. Yes. Um, and from her clunky Windows 95, she can just simply just choose whatever, but it will also tell her if it's mismatched. Yes. Why don't we have that? I don't know. Yeah, because then you don't have to waste time trying everything on. You can, yeah, you have your, like, what was it, Kid Picks version of yourself. Yeah. And just paste on clothes like you're a paper doll. Like you're a paper doll. Yeah, that's such a fun concept. I mean, I guess you'd have to, like, take a picture of every... I saw someone, like, um, like someone created their own, bo- like, flip book like that, ah. which is really cool. Did you, like, see that? I don't know. It was no. all over TikTok. I have seen that one Sophia Nygaard video where she uses, like, a beta app that's kind of like this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I saw that, too. It's not the same. Yeah, and they definitely didn't match things correctly. No. Like, why why can we have chat GPT but not an app that can tell if our clothes are mismatched or not? Yes. Why? That's... The injustice. That's misuse of technology i think no i agree it makes zero sense like there's so many things we can do but not yeah but it has come to my attention Bree. so i saw barbie again last night yeah with my fiance and he halfway through the movie pointed out he was like nikki you act like barbie like you act like stereotypical (laughs) barbie you wake up in the morning and float down from your house and like I have been called a share in my time. And maybe I'm just vapid. <laughs> and maybe I need, I really, I know we joked about this before, but maybe I do need to just donate a lot to the Pismo Beach Relief Fund. <laughs> and like, look inward. It's been on your mind. You know, no, it's just like in the last 24 hours and now talking about it, I'm like, maybe my priorities aren't right. <laughs> maybe that's what why we haven't been given an outfit selector. Is because that's for like the vapid bitches. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's not what we should use technology no, for. No, maybe everyone in 2023 is right, and we really just need to eliminate the humans and have Chat GPT write all of our scripts and act. Okay, now you're scaring me. And yeah, maybe. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Are you working for the robots? Maybe. Now I have existential crisis, Barbie. You just like lay on the floor and give up. You're like, oh, just leave me here. Uh, I don't know. I I really do think if we use technology for vapid reasons, like an outfit selector, it's going to, no, I think it's, it'd be better. It'd improve our lives. If we had, instead of like chat GPT, if we had an outfit selector, yeah, like, I get the concept of, like, using technology to make your life more efficient. I just don't get it for using your brain, like, you know, like, yeah. like writing scripts or th- Like, there's some things where it just seems lazy or even, like, like artwork and, but I don't know. I just can't. I can't with AI. I, 
That's uh, weird to me out. But maybe if Mark Zuckerberg was more focused on picking out his outfits in the outfit selector mm-hmm. and less on like trying to ruin everything with the metaverse. Yeah. Who cares? No he one cares. Better. No one cares about the metaverse. No one's going to live in the metaverse. No one wants emoticons or like little like avatars that look like emojis or whatever. I mean, Maybe. nobody wants that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, side note, Mark Zuckerberg, you know who he looks like? Who? Do you remember the Mies on Wii? Yes. The he Mies. He looks like a me. No one wants that. was the like, okay, Mies are hilarious and cute and funny, especially on the Wii console because they have little personalities and they'll be like, ah! you know, they have like, the- yeah. But they look like bowling pins. They do. But I just don't understand. I feel like there's like this push or this like, like, they want people to be on board so badly. But, like, Second Life is over. But You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I am the... Whatever those online platforms, the virtual reality. Like, why can't we just live in reality until the world is burned all the way? And then we create, like, a virtual reality, you know? While the world is boiling. <laughs> so, anyways, clue. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm just not ready to be in the Matrix just yet, you know? Not yet. Not when we have, I don't know, Paul Rudd yeah. to exist. Exactly. Speaking of Paul Rudd, so very early on, we meet Josh. We do. Who looks like this is what I actually remember boys looking like in the 90s. Yeah. Just with his like, was it an Amnesty International shirt? And over it was like a gray plaid. He just looks like the 90s dude. Mm-hmm. And this was my intro to Paul Rudd. Same. Yeah. Before the world, Ant-Man. Yeah, but then the world never was the same. Yeah. Are you... Like, what are your thoughts on Paul Rudd? Because so many people love him. He's, like, beloved at this point. He's very likable. And he's cute. I... I don't know. I like him. I really like Paul Rudd. Yeah. I've always liked Paul Rudd. I also really love... When Paul Rudd does a comedy. Like, I Love You Man is one of my favorites. Yeah. I feel safe when Paul Rudd's around. You know what I mean? Same. Like, I don't feel threatened by Paul Rudd. No, he's, like, perfect to me. Yeah. He's just... I, I agree. Like, I feel very safe. Yeah. The world can't burn because Paul Rudd Paul is Rudd's here. In it. Yeah. Maybe that's how Cher feels when Josh comes to town. But right out of the bat, Cher roasts him mm-hmm. and, like, reads him for filth. She's like, what does she say about the the brisk Seattle weather mm-hmm. of what he's wearing? I love their dynamic. Just the way they kind of go back and forth and, you know, he's like irritated with her sometimes and she's like annoyed with him, but they kind of like see through the facade because he's basically like, okay, Malibu Barbie. And she's like, okay, you know, like... Kurt Cobain wannabe. Right. And she's like ragging on him about the music he listens to and how it's like moody and depressing. Which I feel Josh so hard because right out of the gate, like the first song he's listening to is Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead, which is such a vibe. Yes. I love how they also are like, what is it with like college kids and their existential crisis and this moody music? She's like, ew, like as if. And then I'm thinking like when I went to college, like both of us, like we listen to the most moody, like indie kind of music, and it's just. Inc- I'm pretty sure Radiohead was part of that mix. Oh, for me, for sure. And, and like, is that just like a, like a thing, like that just surpasses 
like, or you know, that just all generations experience when they're in college. Like everyone goes through that kind of phase. Is that like a thing? Because I, I don't know. I feel like yes, but I also feel like there is something about like a character like Josh, where I think even now he would be like the typical Gen Xer who hasn't let it go. Like something is still like you walk into his house and, you know, there's still like this one like Radiohead poster. <laughs> so that's me. You have the Radiohead poster I think, like, in your living room. I do because I can't get rid of it. It's like a part of, okay, Computer is a, a, an important album for me. I can't yeah. keep saying seminal. That's, <laughs> everything is seminal. It's gross. Keep that. Keep that to yourself. You simultaneously Cher and Josh. Yeah, just like rolled into one. I love when he's at the pool and he is like, he's reading Nietzsche at the pool with the full like goatee. The goatee, yes. Dressed like he's not at the pool. Like you can get no sun. Like it's just like a full outfit. It's a mood. It is a mood. Some days you're Josh, some days you're Cher. Exactly. I love the scene, too, where they're like, like, she had called him because she was at that party, and then she had to leave because Elton is like, you know. They play suck and blow. Yeah. And he, which is like, is that a real game? No, apparently, too, the actors couldn't, because in this fictitious game, suck and blow, you suck on a credit card. And pass it, mm-hmm. telephone style, but the actors couldn't do it, so they had to like, I forget what they used, but they yeah, cheated. They cheated. That's not fair. I'm sure there's a lot of people that tried that and were like, "Man, just accidentally kissing people." <laughs> I know there's some kissing people like a telephone line at that point. Yeah, but yeah, he kisses her instead of sucking on the credit card, and then he's like, "I've got feelings for you," and she's like, "Get away from me!" And then she gets like, um stuck up at a are they at a gas station or some random isn't it the stars born gas station is it i believe so it had like a circus clown up there yeah which is is that the stars born one it looks very similar maybe 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 not i don't know i don't know anything about it (laughs) yeah um but what was i gonna say or what were you going to say? I was going to say, he picks her up, but he's on a date, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, with the girl. It's the Hamlet, the Hamlet scene. Yes, the Hamlet scene. And I love how, like, in the back seat, like, Cher chimes in. She's like, no, that wasn't um, Hamlet or whatever. She's like, I remember Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of references. Relatable. <laughs> but it's, she does, she was right. And it's just funny because then Paul, or Josh, he's like, ha ha. He's like, ha ha, she gotcha. But. You know, she's a multidimensional character. She is. You got to get you a girl who can do both, right? Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about the party scene then? I know. Yes. So some things happen before this. Right. If we're going to do it. There's so much that happens in this movie. I mean. Yeah. Well, in chronological order, we meet Josh. Yes. First. And it's established that they're not related. Right. They want you to remember that. <laughs> yes. They are not related. Dan Hedea and Paul Rudd's character's mom were married for like a short time, but you don't divorce family. 
Yeah. Which is very beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I love how we just have like a weird hive now too, just on a side note of like the character actors. Dan Hedaya? Yeah. We're in the Dan Hedaya hive. Gucci for Tucci. We're in the Jim Broadbent. Jim Broadbent. Fan cries. (laughs) But but they got me, you know, get their flowers somehow. Right? If it's from little old us, that's fine. Oh my god, we should create one of those like TikToks. You know, like the ones. Have you seen those? I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it's like there's like these like mood boards that are based on like one character. There's one based on all the Soprano like daddies or yes. whatever. You know what I'm talking about? No, I know. but I love that. I'm in the. I also love Michael Imperioli. We've never gotten a chance to talk about him though, but I just want to put it out there. Now's the chance. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, just have a whole, like, like the outfits. It's like, which one are you? Like, I don't know. I think that it's Jim awesome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Stanley Tucci. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Anyway, food for thought. <laughs> I, I'm into it. I'm so into it. Um, oh, but speaking of another character actor, man, uh, Wallace Shawn. The, the uh, is that the teacher? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mr. Hall. Mr. Hall. Yeah. From every single movie of our childhood and Sex in the City. Yes. He's always playing these kind of like roles. Like he's just irritated. <laughs> but he just needs to fall in love. Yeah. Is basically the gist. Oh. Like even in Sex in the City. Yes. Because he ends up with Candace Bergen. Yeah. They're cute. And in this movie, I think him and what's her name? Miss Geist. Geist. They're cute. Very cute. And I love Cher. It, the plan is a little psychotic, <laughs> but but I I love it. And I feel like at one point this would have been very relatable. Yeah. But she's negotiating her grades. I love this energy. And so her plan is to play matchmaker for Mr. Hall and Mrs. Geist. Mm-hmm. And her idea is that her dad accidentally packed coffee or she took her dad's coffee. This was smart. It is. But she like gives it to Mr. Hall. And it's like, maybe you can share it with Miss Geist. She thinks you're great. Yeah. I love no. it. It's, I think this is a genius plan. It actually works. We've seen so many. Like, I know she tries to match make like Ty and Elton and that doesn't really work. But this seeing like Mr. Hall and Miss Geist get together like it's it's genius because it's so subtle super cute she's like oh what am i gonna do with this coffee i don't know have you ever done matchmaking yeah like or like a either matchmaking or just like a crazy plot to you know like get your grades renegotiated or something have you ever done that um i've never really match made but I haven't, I don't think I've done anything crazy either. I've, I mean, but I have negotiated. I've tried, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh no, like the dog ate my homework. What am I going to do? You know, like there's been times where I've had to fudge it or maybe something really did happen, but I'm like, oh, can I get another chance? And then I just do an extra credit. So like nothing crazy, nothing like worth, you know, nothing like is fun, you know? I've definitely tried. Uh, most times it doesn't work like some teachers are really like i remember going through some really really tough times and then just but see a lot of times i just wouldn't even let teachers know so that's probably you know 
you're just playing by the rules. I guess. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. I'm like, I, like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I've pulled a share with like renegotiating grades before, yeah. like back in high school. But I feel like every time I do something like that, I black out. Like I get this like wave of confidence or maybe like slash like psycho crazy person <laughs> behavior. And then I just like black out and I like get what I want. And then I'm like, well, okay, I'm back to normal. You're like, yeah. I don't know who that was. Yeah, who's that? I have <laughs> tried to like match make people and that's never worked. I don't think you can you can do that. I or if you're anything like the both of us, I think the idea of being told who you should like. Yeah. It just that's that's the ick right there. That's the ick. If yeah. someone's like you should like them, you're like, mm, you know what? No. It's kind <laughs> of like Ty. Yeah, exactly. Because she's like, no, she's already like feeling it for. Is it Tyler? Is that a Travis Birkenstock? Travis. Played by Breck and Meyer. Travis Birkenstock. Love it. <laughs> My hero. Love that name. I love him. Um, but yeah, so we meet Ty Frazier, played by Brittany Murphy. Yes. Rest in peace. She's such a baby in this, and I love it. I know. This is like, I know this is even pre Girl Interrupted. Is, yeah, I was going to say, is this our breakout role? I don't know. I mean, I know she did stuff she did as a something. kid, yeah, too. But I don't know. I, I Br- Brittany Murphy for me, like my knowledge of her is kind of like in reverse because I don't think I really was aware of her until Uptown Girls, and then I can backtrack. Yeah, but well, we're introduced to Ty on the tennis court, the new girl in school. Yes, which can we talk about the outfits? Yes, Ty is very grunge, by the way. So grunge. Apparently, this is how actual kids dressed in 1994, 1995. Which is a vibe, I think. To a, you know, I think you need both. For sure. I love the unspoken rule, like the uniforms. Because like this school doesn't have uniforms, but they're all in black and white. Except Amber, who has a little bit of red. Red, yeah. She looks like a, like a Soviet. <laughs> like she looks like she, a little bit like she's on glow. Yeah, like she's one of the characters on Glow. Yeah, like the Soviet villain of like the women's wrestling with yeah. her like star. She does give some villain vibes. For sure. She's very like cold and expressionless. Yes. <laughs> but Cher has the cute little tee and then a tank top over it. I do love that. I do remember that being a trend as well. Like as a kid, like the tank top over the shirts. It's making a comeback. It's. I saw that. I mean, it's cute. I mean, it's it's a little unnecessary, but it's cute. I love it. I do think it does, when it's black and white, it kind of reads waitress. Mm. But I think you can make that work. Why is that about them? Yeah. But yeah, no, Ty comes to town and Cher is convinced that they need to take her under her wing. And I love how Dion's like, that girl's toe up. Yeah, she says, we're not getting, I don't want to be associated with her. <laughs> like her, like their stock will plummet. Yeah, yeah, I do love when she says that. Which, it doesn't though. It doesn't because, you know, Cher is white savior Barbie in this moment and like just takes her under and gives her a makeover. Mm-hmm. And so we get a makeover scene. I do love it. Yeah, that's really fun. They like, they wash out all of her hair dye and she has like a corduroy skirt and then like the shirt that matches with the heart on it. The pretties. 
Yeah, the pretty shirt. It's cute. Very 90s, very of that moment. Yeah. I'd wear that today. Jason. I would too. I feel like that's an outfit that I wear in the fall all the time. Mm-hmm. I think I have that like literal skirt. I love um, to like she's working out with Cher. Oh, yeah. And basically she's like over it really quick and she goes to sit down and like the Mentos commercial comes on <laughs> and she's just like singing along to it. There's so many like little moments like that in this movie that just make me bust out laughing because they're so unexpected. And it, but it's just it's a nice touch. You know what I mean? Like they don't have to add this little fun flair, but they do. Yeah. Oh, and I love the Mentos commercial. I do too. I love Brittany Murphy's voice. Mm-hmm. I love when we can get, get to hear it a little bit, like her like lovely singing voice. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's crazy too. Like right from the jump, ties like so into Travis Birkenstock. She's and- like all about the weed. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! In, in that scene where like in the the pee scene when all the girls are like, I basically can't have balls flying around my nose because i'm like just had a nose job or you know whatever my tennis instructor says i can't yeah and ty comes in is like you guys have coke here yeah oh yeah she's like (laughs) yeah because um i think she said she wants something herbal oh yeah and then dion's like we can get you some tea like we don't have this but we have we might have some tea whatever and she's and then i think Cher was like we have coke and she's like, what? <laughs> Y'all got coke? Like, she's like, whoa. <laughs> oh, wild. She's, Ty is so experienced and Cher just is, is actually not. Like, Cher appears to be so much older than she is, but she's, she's so not. And I think in contrast with Ty, it's so interesting. It's hilarious. And I love how she gives her advice because she's like, when like um how old are you and she's like well i'm gonna be 16 in may and she's like well my birthday's in april as as someone older than you (laughs) yeah i don't know i just love it it's so good it's really funny and then we get the party scene yeah because Cher has successfully match made wallace sean and mrs geist right so she really is on a high and she thinks that uh ty and Elton. elton So yeah, I already forget about him. Yeah. I cannot stand Elton. No, he's he ends up being really annoying. Um, I could see the appeal though, like from the outside. But you know, in in Cher's defense, Elton does put up a picture of Ty in his locker, so it is a little confusing. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I guess it's because Cher was the one that took the picture. But still, you know, if you put up someone's pic, also, what is up with like pictures and lockers? Do people do that? I don't know. Still, like, is that like a thing? I don't. Even when we were in school, I don't. I feel like that was already passe. I maybe could put like magazine, like like something fun, like. I don't fashion? remember even don't doing know. that. I remember like lockers not being stickers, a staple. Yeah, like I remember thinking because of media, like when I'm gonna get in high school, lockers are gonna be a big deal. And when I got to high school, it was like no one did anything with their lockers. You just put books in them. What about middle school? Didn't you have lockers in middle school? Yeah. But I feel like after like the first week, all that stuff is like thrown to the wayside. Wow. You didn't have a mirror in your locker? Maybe. I just remember there were so many locker um, accessory things, but I don't know. 
I don't I don't think I ever had a photo of anyone in my locker. That'd be weird. Yeah. Like you if you haven't even talked to them and you have a photo of them, I don't know. Maybe that meant something. Maybe that meant something. Like maybe it's just something we can't relate to. Yeah, maybe yeah, if you have a picture of someone that has to mean something. Yeah. But so we get to the party mm-hmm. in the valley. Um it's Travis's party, right? It's is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's at least there. Travis Birkenstock. Yes. And he's so sweet right off the bat to Ty and Cher's basically like, stop. She's like, get out of here, Travis. Nobody likes you. Yes. And Ty's like, I like you. Talking like Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. I love a little accent. She's like, I like you, Travis. I like you just the way you are. (laughs) They do. They look, they're kind of cute together. I don't know. They make sense. They do. Um, you already talked about suck and blow. So this, we get to the scene finally, though, where Cher's held at gunpoint. Oh, wait, are we going to talk about rolling with the home? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, the most <laughs> important scene. Rolling with the home. Her and Elton song. Actually more important than that at the party, because it's at Christmas time, Dion's braids. With yes. the Christmas colored ribbons. Mm. So good. And I love how Murray, like, they shave his head in the bathroom. And Donald Faison <laughs> keeps just yelling, I'm keeping it real because I'm keeping it real. I know. And she's like, what are you doing? I have to look at you. We have yearbook photos. I'm keeping it real. Then she's like, I'm calling your mama. He's like, no. <laughs> it's so silly. Like, the way they fight is just so silly over, like, the silly. You know what I mean? Just so toxic and so fun. Oh. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're my favorite. I know we've talked a lot about just everyone else, but Murray, Dion, I love them. Yeah. They're super cute. They're they're funny. They're like, I mean, they fight, but they're not too too crazy. No, I love them. Well, rolling with the homies. Rolling with the homies. Oh, yeah. So I guess the song just comes on, right? And then like Cher's like, go dance with Elton. And she like tries to distract Tyler. I don't know. He offers them, like, weed. Yes. And she's like, all right, that's nice. Now get out of here. <laughs> well, after he spills beer oh, on yeah, her satin shoes. That's what it is. And she's, like, full on raging. She's like, that's the least you can do. <laughs> the shoes are ruined. And then, like, what happens? Like, how does Ty hit her? She hurts herself somehow. She hits her head. She falls? I forget. I, I know forget. she hits her head on the, on the lamp. lamp. Yeah. But I don't know. She falls somehow or she hits her head or something. Something happens. But yeah, why don't I remember? I feel like I hit my head. I don't. (laughs) But yeah, Cher is basically like Elton. Save her. Yeah. Like come in. And she's like, say something, encourage or say something. Talk about something that she knows. He's like, what's seven times seven or something? Something that she knows. I don't know. I guess they fall in love. It's so random. And Rolling with the Homies is playing. Or she falls in love with him. He yeah. doesn't like her. Right. Because he likes Cher. He falls in love with Cher. Somehow he falls in love with Cher during all this. Yes. And then he gives her, he insists on giving her a ride home. If anyone insists on giving you a ride home, don't take it. Red flag. Red there, flag. Girl. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> but basically because she won't put out, he's like, okay, you can leave. When she's like, I want to get out. Yeah. No cell phone. 
Mm-mm. Nothing that Cher has. Yeah. But she's out there walking. And then she gets held at gunpoint. Yeah. And the first thing she says, she pulls up Carrie Bradshaw. Yes. And, and just like, like that. And just like that. And she's like, this is a liar. I can't lay down. I know. That I that scene like really made me think of like Carrie and the Birkin or something. You know what I mean? Like it has, It's a Fendi. Or Fendi. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting it all confused with like all the sex in the city and just like that that I've been watching. It's all cool let's say yeah um any other memorable scenes um i love when christian comes to town yeah with his like 50s aesthetic yes and i love the like the first shade at him because like shares convinced that this man who or boy who's really into like the rat pack aesthetic yes is like meant for her mm-hmm. and she <laughs> tries to essentially seduce him and like make him fall in love with her by sending herself flowers yes. and chocolates every day in class focusing on her mouth mm-hmm. and like showing some skin which as a kid i did take notes I was you like, were like, this is how you seduce your gay friend <laughs> they'll fall in love with you inevitably um oh. and dan hedaya again like checks him really quick when he comes yes. to take her to the party when he's like, did you think there was an opening when Sammy Davis Jr. died? <laughs> that, that line sent me as well. I was like, oh, the dialogue is so good in this movie. Truly. And then she comes out in that Calvin Klein dress. Yeah. And he's like, what are you wearing? Put something on. It's Calvin Klein. <laughs> Which is really Anna Sweet, mm-hmm. as we've talked about before. But that's my favorite outfit. I know people talk about the D&G plaid yeah. all the time, but I really love like the slip dress with the delicate little choker, Calvin Klein. Yeah, It's my favorite share look. And the sheer little cover-up jacket that she's wearing. Yes. It's my favorite. I love when she comes down the steps. I'm like Paul Rudd. Yeah. I'm like, who? No, she looks great coming down the steps. Looking I love a great. good coming down the steps moment. Yes. I think, you know, my favorite look, I think, is when she's, like, realizing she's in love with Josh. And she has this, like, how do I say it? It's, like, um, it's this look. It's a chiffon top and a cropped sweater vest. And it's, like, layered. And you can see her skirt underneath the sheer top. I love it. I don't know. It's just such an interesting way to layer. And then she has, like, those knee-high socks as well and, like, silver shoes and, like, a silver bat. I don't know. I just like the aesthetic it's very like like figure skater chic in a weird way yeah like i always think of figure skaters when i see white and silvers and sheer together yes i don't know i want to bring a little white silver sheer moment to real life yeah i'm into it i'm very into it um can we talk about the club scene really quick yeah so they go to this it I think it's a teen club. It must be. Do teen clubs even exist? Like, are they all shut down everywhere? Or because I've never experienced a teen club. As a teen, I went to a teen club. It was called The Pit. (laughs) And I had a tie moment where I went to this girl's Sweet 16. Mm. And I was looking cute. And I fell down the steps. 
I no. tried to tumble all the way down the steps. Really? Just like Ty. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did anyone notice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone noticed. But um Did you still have fun? Did you like did Paul Rudd dance with you? No, it wasn't like Ty. I basically was like, nah, this night's a wash. And I like went upstairs and I played like foosball with all the dudes. Nice. Because I was like, oh, I embarrassed myself. Whatever. Like, whatever. Like a dog with their tail between their legs. Oh, but yeah. At least you went to a team club, club, though. Yeah. Just a bunch of little children freak dancing. Huh. I wonder what kind of drinks they serve. Like fake, like alcohol, you know, like the virgin margaritas or something. Sodas. Just soda. Or I actually don't, I don't remember any drinks at the team club. Coke? (laughs) Not even Coke. Man. Um, but, okay, okay, with Christian's rat packedness. Yeah. Mixed with the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones being the, like, band playing. Mm -hmm. I really, I would love to get in the heads of during the 90s what was up with this like trend because you know we got the gap ads you know where they're like snapping and swing dancing and like ska music Uh it's something about the 90s that confuses me and i think about it often and beatnik looks yeah and i don't know how ska falls into that but like it kind of does like how are the mighty mighty boss tones a big deal I don't know, but I like I like watching this. Uh, it unlocked a bit of a memory. I remember these guys were like around, but I totally I'm not really that into like ska. But I don't know. I know it had its moment. It did have a moment. I mean, also, oh, oh go ahead. I was gonna say the lyrics to this song, whatever song he was singing, were like it was just very basic. <laughs> it was. I don't know. People were into it. I I guess I can. I can understand just hearing like the beat. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of like a, like, it's like the clueless theme song for the TV show where you're just like, maybe it is like a fantasy. Like the 90s were such a, a good time. There was no real like political turmoil. This is pre 9 11. Maybe people were just like living with their main character energy. Mm-hmm. And that ska music was really just like a theme song. It's popping off. Yeah. I think it's interesting watching the people at the club try to dance to this music as well. Like, I think the the music itself is kind of, like, the instruments and all melding together is pretty interesting. But, like, how do you dance? Like, because there's people who are, like, jumping up and down. You got a pogo. pogo. You got to dance like you're in a, the Peanuts. Yeah, that's like, basically what it looked like, which in real life kind of looks like a mess. Like, it's cute when the Peanuts do it, but, like. Yeah, no, I mean, I you know, it's a fantasy. Yeah. And maybe like like a the swing or the rat pack, like the big bad voodoo daddies of it all, like in the late nineties. Maybe that was just like a fantasy. Mm. I'm just thinking about that now. Yeah. Like maybe it was like cosplay. Yeah. That makes sense. Like Christian, that character really picks on an aesthetic mm-hmm. and is really like, This is my life now. It is. I I love his commitment to the bit. For real. He's a big Tony Curtis fan, too, which is like a a pink flag, if you ask me. Mm. But I digress. I don't know who Tony Curtis is. But. He's like, um, well, he's Jamie Lee Curtis's dad. Oh. But he's like, you know, like an old timey like actor. Gotcha. I don't know. Just very gay. gay. 
Got it. I mean, you can kind of tell you like something. It's there's like this teetering of like, like wait, is he or isn't he? I don't know. Like I felt like Cher in some moments where I was like, ooh, <laughs> she tries to go on that date with Christian, mm-hmm. and she doesn't know how to cook, so she takes the <laughs> the cookie still in like its burrito shaped form it's and like just laps it on a like a baking sheet and puts it in and almost causes a fire <laughs> what why are you looking at me like that <laughs> i don't know because i feel like uh, i don't think you would actually do that but like i just think it's like funny like no i, I understand <laughs> i feel like i've seen you come close like probably not just the whole log but something very close i felt called out but <laughs> But it's a great touch. And I love how when she tries to seduce him on the bed, watching a Tony Curtis film, uh-huh. she like touches her hair and like tries to. And she fa- yeah, she falls. Yeah. It's classic. Such is life. Um, But like that pink outfit, like the little dress with the pinky ready lip. Yes. It's a moment. Like even at Cher's lowest. Mm hmm. She's still at a fashion high. I agree. I do love the touch, like, like the Mona May touch of, you know, she's character wise, she's kind of, um, what's the word? Where she's like not, she doesn't know what she's doing. Like, this is where like her youthfulness, her naivete, her innocence is coming out. Mm-hmm. And like before, at like the party, the Christmas party, She's wearing red and it's way a different vibe and it's more confident in the way she wears red in the beginning of the film is like such a different vibe than when she goes on that failed date with Christian. Mm-hmm. It's like more like a little kid e for some or like she's dressing up. She, yeah. 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 She's trying to impress him. Yeah. But she's not experienced. And yeah. also he's Yeah. He's a friend of Dorothy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. He's a disco dancing. Oscar Wilde reading Streisand ticket holding friend of Dorothy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's, yep. <laughs> what a great way to put it. Yeah. I like it. A lot of pizzazz. I love how Murray's the one to tell her too. Yeah. Like when Dion's driving where he's like, no, no, no. He's gay. He's gay. Yeah. Murray's the one. It is funny. that. And then she's like, wait a minute. You're right. She's like, oh my God. How did I not know this? Uh, you could say she's clueless. Hey, we all get things wrong sometimes. For real. I've been there. I was a theater kid, so I've been there. Yeah. But yeah, and then Ty becomes popular. Oh, yeah. Then she's like, I created a monster. Which, then we get the iconic line to share where Ty goes, you're a virgin who can't drive. It's really harsh. It's way harsh, Ty. Way harsh. But... I don't know. I mean, it, she is kind of bugging, though, because she does get really upset, like, over the whole Josh thing, I think, too. Like, that's really the... Yeah. Really takes her over the edge, I think, because she's like, wait a minute. Why would you want to be with him? Why would he want to be with you or something? I don't know. She's in love with Josh. She's in love with her brother. Yeah, because objectively, that is, they are kind of cute. Like, you can kind of see Josh and Ty. You're like, okay, why not? Give me... She's like, give me a reason. Ty's like, give me a reason why. Why not? It's because she's in love with them. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting journey she goes on. She soul searches after that. She shops. She does. Um, 
Yeah. So relatable. I feel like anytime I'm going through something like really reflecting, I'll I'll shop. It's a good move. I need to do some shopping. (laughs) (laughs) But anything else? Anything? Oh, at the because at the end, I love how she's like she ends up with Josh. Mm -hmm. Spoiler. I know. Spoilers. She ends up with Josh and basically it's like a flash to a wedding and <laughs> and that's that a flash to a wedding and she's like oh, not mine i'm only 15 yeah and it's like mr hall and miss geis oh. i love if we're talking about looks mm-hmm. dion has my favorite look of hers where she, in her braids i love when she puts things in her braids yes but she has like the pink what are are they butterflies or are they just like little b- balls but they're so cute they're like it's just it matches her outfit yeah in like the perfect way and like the perfect 90s like shimmery frosted makeup i'm just obsessed with dion i know i love the little like the details like how everything just kind of matches like her makeup and her outfit always kind of like she just coordinates really well i don't know well, what Mona May does so well throughout all of her films she costume designs for is she will make a little into a lot. Like, they're always, like, really small budgets, mm-hmm. and she, like, maximizes just everything. Like, even the background actors in, in this movie or, you know, H to T. I love that. Yeah. And just even with Amber, with her, like, she like copies Cher's style, but right. she does it in like a tackier way. Mm-hmm. And like that's reflected or just how she kind of looks costumey. Yes, she does look very costumey. Like I love the one look where it's like the army, like the army green, but then like the puffed leopard mm-hmm. on the collar. It's a good move. Or the Pippi Longstocking look. The Pippi Longstocking look gets me. I know. I'm trying to think what else. Um, can I talk? Can we talk about this one quote from Amy Heckerling? Okay. So she says, one thing I love in movies is the language. In My Fair Lady, what you say defines everything about you. How much money that you have, where you grew up, everything. Mm-hmm. I wanted to incorporate that in a goofy way and also mix it up. I wanted white kids to be using words they learned from rap artists, black kids to be speaking Yiddish, a young person talking like he's a rap packer. Or a girl who's a f- whose father is a lawyer using legal terms. We could totally have fun with that. That is fun. I did notice some like Yiddish in there. And yes. I was like, whoa, what? I love that that this movie plays with all of that. I think it's really, really unique. Because mm-hmm. I don't like you don't see that in a lot of movies. But I think that's why this movie is really like stood the test of time and stands out. Yeah. I like the blend. I love I, like, I love the blend. I do too. I mean, I feel like that's also like when you're with your friends too. Like you you're going to pick up on each other's like um what's the word? I don't want to say catchphrases. Like vernacular. But, yeah, just vernacular. Yeah. As if whatever. Whatever. <laughs> whatever, loser. Yeah, just like a amber debate. I know. I remember, like, that was, like, a thing. You, you get the pick. Nah. There's, like, a whole... Yep. Like, yeah, they don't go into all that, which no. is fine. You don't it's need totally to. totally fine. Yeah. I also, on a side note, love how, like, Amber's dancing when she gets with Elton, when she's just, like... Uh. It's really funky. 
She has the best moves of everyone. She actually does. I was impressed. Yes. Yeah. But I do feel like Clueless is one of those films that I would consider a fashion film for sure. Mm. But also like a very definitive movie of the 90s. Like when we look back and think about the 90s, Clueless does a great job of encapsulating a lot of of different people, whether it's like the grunge stoner dudes all the way to like Paul Rudd, you know, being like intellectual, wanting to save the planet. Yeah. To like the kids going to the mall. Yeah. I love how he's like concerned about real things. Yeah. Well, like she wants to watch Beavis and Butthead share and like he wants to watch CNN. Relatable. Yes. (laughs) But like I feel like when I think about the 90s, the way Clueless portrays the 90s Mm. as like this eclectic, like funky place is is just how I I think of it in retrospect. So I think that's a cool... It's cool that a movie can can do that and how Amy Heckerling was just like it wasn't like conscious like she wasn't like I'm going to make the definitive movie of the 90s. Right. It was just her her take on Emma. I think that's really cool. Yeah. No, I think I think so too. It's it really does encapsulate the 90s like I don't know. I love it. I love going back and watching it and it's like such a safe place to be i don't know why do you think this movie is still being referenced today like why is this such a millennial movie and why is gen z obsessed with it as well why are we so obsessed with clueless not to use this word again but i think it's seminal (laughs) probably for a lot of people you know like when you discover this movie even if it's later in life like you can just see like the influence it's had like fashion wise or just I think the vernacular too is like, like saying whatever, or you know, like just like little things, like, like this actually, like people saying as if this was the movie, yeah. And the fashion slaps. Like if you care about fashion at all, I think you're gonna be into it. I mean, Mona May. Can I? So Mona May did the costumes for Clueless, mm-hmm. including the TV show. Rami Michelle's High School Reunion. Yes. The Wedding Singer, A Night at the Roxbury, Never Been Kissed, mm. Xenon the Sequel, A Stuart Little 2, <laughs> Haunted Mansion, Stuck in the Suburbs, Enchanted, Cheetah Girls One World, The House Bunny, The Wizards of Waverly Place movie, Camp Rock 2. That makes sense. Lemonade Mouth. Oh my God, that makes sense. Um, But... You know what else she did the costumes for? What? The Master of Disguise. Yes, I knew it. It always goes back to the Master <laughs> of Disguise. Dana Carvey gay. Yes. I do I will say like if you look at her um like her work throughout all her movies, she does seem to play a lot with color. Like bright eye-catching colors. She's like the Fran Fine of costume design. Yes. Like she's not afraid of mixing high and low. Mm-mm. She knows her designers, but she's also like can make the clothes. Yes. Loves color. Yeah. She's just, yeah. She's the Fran Fine of costume designers. Period. Yeah. Anything else about Clueless? 
I don't know. I think it's just really awesome, like the impact that this movie's had, and I think we'll continue to have. I think it's just one of those that will just has like a legacy that just never dies. It's and, a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. I'm still waiting on the technology for like the outfit picker, but yeah. Well, one day, <laughs> one day, maybe someone will will listen and be like, you know what? They're right. <laughs> we need to get on this. Less AI, more outfit selectors. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Leave us a rating and review on iTunes. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.